How, how long is forever? To another episode. Of Driving to the Rays. With your favorite hosts. Larry. <laughs> and Inelia. Very good. Thank you. I've been practicing. Yes, you can tell. <laughs> Which is to say, I needed the practice. Yes. All I got to do is not <clears throat> say it the way I would say it, and I get it just right. How about that? I'll just call you honey. Isn't that amazing? So today we're talking about the nature of darkness and duality. Today we are talking about, yeah. It is, yeah. And uh, just so you know, this is the first hour. It is the first hour Which of our podcast. It's usually about a well, half hour. The first part is no longer an hour. We usually aim for half an hour. Right. I so we have to. lots of time for the second hour where we go into depth. More depth. More depth. And the second hour is received by our sponsors and our patrons at Subscribestar and Walk With Me Now. Exactly. So you can use either of those uh, platforms to support us and receive the second hour. Or you can go to Substack and get the newsletter. Yeah, the newsletter. And you can just like be a patron of the light there. Yes, you can. That's Absolutely. All of the ways. All the ways you can support so just us. just letting you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, today we're going to talk about the newsletter you've written, which I, I think is, well, it's, it, it's an illuminator for sure. Yes. Of the nature of darkness and yes. duality. And when you say those words, I think a lot of, a lot of people that I know, at least in the circles I traveled in, have a lot of ideas about the, you know, purpose of darkness. Like what it's here for. Mm-hmm. Like it's an important part of our dual reality. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. And you know, my understanding of it has evolved considerably mm-hmm. since this article and its updated edition. So I, I think it's worth giving a listen to. Yeah, um, an article this long. This long is about eight pages long. Usually, would go in our uh, Woo for Thought essays. Right. But with this one, I wanted to publish it within our regular newsletter because I really want to hear the second hour exploration of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which the second hour is sometimes an hour, sometimes two hours, you know, we go as long as it's, as long as it's explored. Needed. And I think there's a lot of things here that we could delve a, a lot more and have a deeper understanding of. So... Right. So, uh, generally speaking, on our first part, we will read the article or skim it, yeah, and uh, make comments on you know what we find relevant or the expansions that I want to get. But this one's so long; I think selections is probably the right way right yes. way to go. Yeah. So why don't you breeze through a little bit, honey, and uh, start talk about it. Start with somewhere. Okay. Start where you're called to start. All How's right. that? Sure. So, the article's name is The Nature of Darkness in Duality. And when we talk about duality within this article, we're talking about light-dark. The light-dark duality. Okay? Not the duality of I and other, which is the universal duality. And a lot of people um, mistake the two uh, and think that they might be the same thing. Mm -hmm. But they're not the same thing. The duality of light-dark is not even a duality. It's more like a range of, a spectrum of experiences and realities. 
Um, and that's a choice that we made to construct it. And for that, definitely darkness is needed. To have an experience of light-dark, you need darkness. Otherwise, you can't have it. <laughs> but that's its that's only it. and sole purpose. <laughs> that's, that's so that you it. can have a dark experience. Yes. And why would a person want to have a dark experience? Because they want to. I tell a person, oh, look, there's something behind that corner. And they're going to go look. Because that's the nature of humanity, to be explorers. And curious. Very, very curious. They want to learn, they want to know, and they want to see what's behind the corner. So, you know, somebody says, hey, this is a very different spectrum of reality and experience. And um, do you want to see what it's like? And many human beings said, okay. <laughs> it's kind Bring of, it on. <laughs> it's, it's funny, too, because it's like, do you want to try um, this fruit? You have no idea what a fruit is. Yeah. Or what this fruit is. Yeah. But sounds in- interesting. interesting. Let's try. Yeah, yeah. Right. And there were certain things that the human collective here on this, what we call Earth, needed to do in order to have that experience. One of them was a massive um, amnesia. Mm. When you get born or like a little while after you are born. About what you, who you are, what you are, your connections. Um, and then there's the other one. The illusion of disconnect, the illusion of separation, all of those are necessary for you to have the dark part of the light-dark experience. Otherwise, it's impossible. If you're fully aware, fully connected, and remember who you are, you cannot have a dark experience, a painful experience, a low-frequency experience. You can't do it. It's impossible. So... In the article, I go quite a lot into oneness and duality and what people mean by duality and explain that what people and religions often refer to as duality is not actually the light and dark paradigm. It's actually I and other. So when people say, oh, well, duality is necessary to experience life. Duality as I and other, absolutely. To experience physicality, for sure. And singularity, for sure. Um, but duality of like dark, no, it's not necessary at all. It's necessary if you want to have that experience. Of dark. Of dark or of low frequency things, but otherwise, you don't need it. And that's a hard one for, a hard pill to swallow for a lot of light workers because if they had lots, lots of lives here already and they mm. indulged. And they had the experience of darkness, either giving it or receiving it. They need some sort of validation for it. Otherwise, they have to make it okay in themselves. Otherwise, they keep punishing themselves over and over again over these things. Right. It needs to be justifiable. Justifiable, yeah. Right. That has served some higher purpose that's yeah. worth suffering through. Right. In and order to grow the, or be yes. bigger or smarter or capable of knowing what's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people believe that. Quite honestly, they really do. Well, yeah, they do. It seems to be prevalent. I mean, that's one of the things I noticed in the circles I traveled in is the constant attempt to justify dark experiences as having a benefit. <laughs> like yes. uh, some learning, like le- a soul that's infinite needs to learn something. Right. So the learning part is also very interesting to me. Yeah. Because 
it's like when you come into physicality and the soul most certainly needs to learn how to function within physicality most certainly needs to know how to function with the body and the body most certainly needs to learn how to function with a soul but those are learnings like learning to ride a bike learning to walk learning to speak right it's also part of the amnesia that you yeah. got to learn it over and yeah. over again over and over again <laughs> But learning to be compassionate, that's not actually possible. That You can't teach that to somebody, no matter... That's true, what. right? If you really, really look at it, really yeah. scratch at it. That's, I mean, you can... You are inherently... You inherently know that. You inherently are that. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of your... I don't say birthright, but that's just part of your makeup. Yep. Right? You're yep. made up that way to start with. Right. It doesn't actually matter how much you suffer or how much suffering you inflict on another person. You're not going to change that aspect of yourself. It's more to do with choices of experience. Mm. Um, even this morning I was thinking about... I heard... I heard... Uh, I can't remember where I heard it. I heard somebody sharing about some really violent experiences in their youth. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, so in my own family, my sister, um, when we were very little, when I was like a newborn baby, very tiny baby, and also a toddler, Mm -hmm. she was extremely aggressive, violent, physically, emotionally, and psychologically violent towards me. Some years later, we were adults, um... She said to me that she was reviewing her life and she knew she'd done bad things. And she waited for me to say, yeah, I know what you did, right? Mm -hmm. I know what happened. I said nothing because I didn't carry it. Mm -hmm. It's like that was her choice to do that. And I decided not to be a victim. And when I became physically strong enough, I defended myself and that was the end of that. However... Her second sentence then was, this because, that happened because my auntie was did those things to me, so I was just copying her and I did them to you. And I looked at her, like, okay, you're not quite done with your work yet about resolving what you did, right? Because... Just blame it on somebody else. Yes, right? So give your power away, blame somebody else. But also, that would also mean that I would have then done that with my younger cousins or whatever it's right but I didn't or even with my children and I didn't I didn't carry it on because even as a tiny little kid I decided yeah I'm not going to do that Mm -hmm. that's not what I want to do doesn't interest me so it's like that you know it's like you don't come in to learn these things so to, to use like darkness to teach you things is to have that experience you may think well is that a good enough reason to have that experience like that reason is used a lot in people in between lives because in between lives are also part of your experience of light dark if you're chosen to experience light dark I've heard a lot of people saying well I only became a murderer in that lifetime because somebody wanted to experience being murdered so I they asked me and I said okay alright very well I'll do it and then, or vice versa, yeah, 
Um, I did have no plans to being a victim, but uh, my friend wanted really to experience murdering, murdering someone. someone. So I, they asked me, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll volunteer to do that. And it's like that. You know, it's like volunteering to have experiences. It is true. If you want to know what, like, dark eggs, that you're going to learn it, right? But it doesn't teach you anything else. It doesn't teach you to drive or anything. And when people come really strong to me and say, well... You know, it's like the pain that I suffered as a little kid taught me to be a really good person. I would say, well, okay then, so do you have any children? He says, yeah. So when you, you see a newborn baby in your arms, you're going to beat them up and abuse them and psychologically abuse them so they're good people, right? I mean, instantly, it makes sense, right? Instantly, what do they say? They all say no. They say, no, no, no. I would no, never no, do that. Never do that. I would never do that. Exactly. So I don't have any children. All right, let's imagine you find a little kitten in the street. Are you going to take him home and beat him up every day and starve him and abuse him so that he becomes a good kitty? No, 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 I wouldn't do that. All right, let's think about a plant. Would you beat it and not feed it any water and keep it in the dark so that it grows big and strong? No. Why? Because we know that the baby that suffers that, the plant that suffers that, the kitten that suffers that, or the puppy... They become damaged. They become damaged and sometimes they die. It's not, it doesn't make them strong. It doesn't make them better. It doesn't teach them good things. They become PTSD and, you know... Damaged. Damaged. Yeah. Damaged less is, than they would have been exactly. otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that... Uh, that thought, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's um, disturbing, right? Mm-hmm. It's disturbing because uh, many of us have used this as a justification for the experiences that we've had, right? right? To try to make them, um, you know, have a meaning at mm-hmm. least. It's not like meaningless and purposeless and pointless. But when we see that it was um, it wasn't actually making us stronger then does that mean it made us does that is that making us weaker yes it does <laughs> it makes <clears throat> us weaker it makes and us that's weaker. part of the so like dark part right yeah facing the reality yeah. and the truth of it doesn't make you like all of a sudden now you're worthless no it's like now you understand um, you understand it correctly mm-hmm. so now what do you do with it from there right so your choice was to have a light dark paradigm experience and for that you need to become weaker you need to be weak Mm -hmm. you can't have it as a strong person and um, one of the things that I wanted to revisit this article is because we've chosen a split and in our side of the split which is pure light there is no space or even a role for Experience within the dark experience, like enslavement, torture, pain, infliction, or receiving, um, saving, saving, or martyrdom. None of those have a space or place in the light experience. That's why I wanted to revisit this. Okay, and one of the things that I noticed was that the time for that experiment, the time for that experience of the light dark had an expiration date so as a species or as a group of beings um, we decided to give it so many 
let's say, thousand years, so many thousands of years in a linear time kind of thing of life to have those experiences in. And then that ended. And it ended like a while back. And But the people who were still wanting to have that experience decided to carry it on. And that's why so many light workers have arrived on earth and light beings who've never had that before and didn't actually want to have a light dark experience, but just came here to bring light so that we could turn it around, right? To could bring it back to natural state, this planet. And a lot of people feel tired about it and it's like I'm done, I've had enough because it's well overdue. It's kind of been elongated and more and more, you know. It's like kick the can down the road, mm-hmm. really longer. Longer. Right? The process to reverse or return to can't even, it's like a consensus thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we have to all agree and guess what? The dark part of the oneness, dark part of the duality thing knows how to, uh, I guess, manipulate consensus. <laughs> <laughs> so you never get the end? Well, <laughs> or what? it's kind of like that, you know. Uh, that's why it's, it's a split now. So people who want to carry on with experiences, victimhood, yeah. enslavement, uh, all the things can carry on with that. But the rest of us who are done with those things can move into our natural state of light. And, you know, it's not like a passive thing that's going to... We wait around. we got to wait for happen. that. Yeah. What it's is actually the date? we do. It's actually we do. It could be today if you wanted to. Or it can be the next five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could say, okay, I had enough of this light. I'm going to have some dark again. Or you could say, no, I think I'll just keep this light for a while longer. Yeah. Just see what you can do. Mm-hmm. So there's another part of this article that I wanted to go in a little bit about because I know it interested you quite a bit. And it's the book that I mentioned, right? There's a book called The Return of Light, Revelations from the Creator God Horus, with Elora Gabriel and Karen Kirschbaum. And Kirschbaum. Kirschbaum. Kirschbaum, yes. Kirschbaum. Karen Kirschbaum. And... I know that in, this interested you a lot. Well, yeah, I, I saw the yeah. the title and I was like, ooh, I got to go read that. I didn't even read past that in the article. I just went, I got to go get that book. And then I ordered <laughs> the book and then I found the PDF. Yeah, and then so, I started reading it a little bit. It was yeah. like the return of the light. It just caught my eye, right? Yeah. So one of the interesting things about this book is that, to me anyways, and why I added it to the article, is that it really illustrates the viewpoint of a light being or a group of light beings that cannot see darkness as darkness. Yeah, cannot see natural. darkness for what it is. No. They can only see darkness if they can see it at all. If they can see as it at light. all, yeah. A dim light a or dim a less light, light yeah. or, a, or some uh, light that needs light that's fixing. learning or some light that needs saving. Yeah. Which is really fascinating, right? <laughs> right, it is. Yeah. It was and it was written in 2005ish. Oh, okay. or 1990s. I don't know, it's don't quite remember. In the 1990s, I think it was. Yeah. Maybe I had a second edition of... Oh, yeah, I had a second edition, and I think they updated it. So one of the things about it is that, as far as I know, and I haven't been able to verify it, what I heard or what I was told was that this book was originally marketed as a channeled material. 
Right. Channeled from these creator gods, yes. Horus and a yeah. few other ones. Mm-hmm. And when I read it, it felt like it had been channeled. It was it had a lot of accuracy within, if you look at reality through the rose-colored glasses, you know? Right. Um, and then when certain things didn't come to be, they said it was a novel, right? So, um, like a work of fiction. And it's like, well, how, you know, it's like if it was channeled in a work of fiction, sometimes a lot of work of fictions are channeled, you know? I guess so, that's true, right? Yeah. And how can a person really tell, except for the legal uh, legalese, you know, legally, legally maybe they need to say it, um... It's like a space opera, and mm. it has a lot of inconsistencies. And you know, I wouldn't say think it's like real, because it isn't. But let's say somebody was to look at the ocean and the sky, but could not see the color blue. How would they describe the ocean and the sky if they cannot see the color blue? Do you see? It? So it's a little bit like that. So they would be describing what they're seeing, yes. and it would be accurate to what they see. Yes. But it isn't what's there. Right. Exactly. So yeah, that's. And then what eventually I you too. figure it out. Yeah. Right? Oh, they're talking about the sky and the, and the sea. Yeah, yeah. So I thought we'd add a you know a little bit about that book here. Um, the other part is about making battle. And um, I know, you know, one of the things that happened when we were recording this podcast mm-hmm. is that we recorded it already, but there was some glitch with the sound. And it's like, know. we're talking uh, it, oh, uh, 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 <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. We were I'm, so proud of ourselves, too. I know. We did all of our work did, and we, we did, did it so fast. So fast. And did so such a good. great job of it. We did. And then, and then, boom, boom, didn't work out. So, you know, it's like okay, we're going to look at it from a fresh pair of eyes, new perspective. Okay. Okay. So, so the battle thing—you were bringing that up a little bit. And yeah. One of the things that's important to note is because oftentimes uh, we'll need to go to war against the dark, right? To mm-hmm. wake everybody up so they see this or that and the other thing despite the fact that it's obviously unclear that there are plenty of people who are quite happy with things the way they are mm-hmm. right but we think that uh, they shouldn't be if they only knew the truth they wouldn't be right mm-hmm. yeah. and they're the victims of all of this basically stuff right and so we go to war go to battle to fix this wrong mm-hmm. and make it right because ours our right is Clearly the right, mm-hmm. of course, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. But at the same time, we are in a place where there are battles going on. Indeed. So even if we don't engage in the battles, there's still bullets flying around. There are. You have to be street smart about that. Right. So it isn't necessarily our place to join into a battle. As a matter of fact, that was guidance that you received, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you um, so before, expand on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, before 2011, we were in a situation where, you know, there was war, but you could 
talk about it like war, you know? We went to warriors and went to war and defeated the enemy and all those things. Yeah, you have to take back these centers. You have to mm-hmm. get rid of the dark forces, past, you know, fortresses and go yes. dismantle them and claim them again for the light. There's a battle. It's a battle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that was before 2011. You were good at it. I was very good. It's, for a while. <laughs> well, when you first started. <laughs> when I first started, I was 18 and I was totally not street smart at all. And it had no, I was very arrogant also. <laughs> and those things were used against me. And I was taken down for 20 years. So it's not like <laughs> fluffy bunny stuff. It's not no. pretend either. And when you say you were taken down, taken out for 20 years, I mean, what does that mean? Disabled. So, uh, um,. Unable to do. To do what you're here to do. Instead of doing that, you were like trying to not die. Yes. And to survive and to eat and to whatever. Mm -hmm. Have a place that has a roof. Yeah. Distracted with all the survival things. Yeah. And emotionally also. And emotionally. Damn. Yeah. Negatively affected. Yeah. Yeah. So all the things. It was really bad. Right. All the things. Uh, That's the thing. I think people misunderstand how they are um, taken out. Right, mm-hmm. I think when when you're taken out that you're um, I don't know what what you might think there's some mystical overlay on you or something, but it's hey, it's just like you're put down to survival mode. Mm-hmm. You're put down to all my thoughts are on not getting killed or feeding or eating or not getting rained on instead of mm-hmm. what you came here to do be light or protect yourself from emotional abuse or whatever. Exactly, all mm-hmm. of these things. So that's what taken out is. Yeah. So how did you extricate yourself from being taken out? How did I move out of there? Right, right. Well, one of the things was to become a little bit more street smart. (laughs) So um, I started expanding my awareness to see and look, realize that there were other experiences on Earth, not just the victim-aggressor one. I never felt like a victim, but having lived with these individuals who were aggressors um, was painful. I didn't hold on to the pain, so it had to be ongoing. And So instead of suffering, you just had constant pain instead? Yes. So constant pain, which is the definition of suffering, <laughs> right? But... I, well, the first hint I got was when I went on a holiday by myself. can't remember why I left, actually, but I had to leave. I had to go somewhere by myself without the people I lived with or had lived with. And like I said, there was a lot of abuse when I was a little kid. But also growing up, there was another person who was very abusive. Um, so I, that's all I knew. I mean, if somebody loves you, they're going to abuse you, right? Um, and... And I, I had to leave. I can't remember what it was. It was a holiday on my own um, or a trip on my own. And after about three or four days, I started feeling really good. <laughs> and then it was this before cell phones, so I didn't have any way for them to reach me or anything. And I started feeling really good. And I started feeling strong. And I started feeling excellent. And I'm like... What's going on? You know, why? What is that feeling? What's going on? That was my natural, anyways. My natural is very happy. 
mm-hmm. and he was kind of coming out and he's not being shut down right I wasn't being punished for him or anything like that and and then I was like oh you know it's like I remember I remembered something that I figured out when I was seven years old I was walking down the street with my mum and I remember she met somebody uh, this other lady friend and they started talking and my mom started crying and this other woman held her and they were talking about when my mom had been tortured during a military coup fascist dictatorship in Chile mm-hmm. and I looked at my mom and I said to her but mom why are you still crying that happened a long time ago like almost a year ago you shouldn't be crying it's gone it's over get over it right? not get over it but like stop it's, you don't have to carry that And my mum looked at me as like, you know, slap. (laughs) How dare you say that kind of thing, right? And the other lady said, well, you know, some people just can't. It's not something you forget. I says, why not? You don't have to forget what happened. Just let go of that pain. So this is a conversation I had when I was seven. I could see it very clearly. It's like, ah, okay. So that's the difference. That's a big difference, right? And... um, So when I was by myself later on, you know, many years later, and then I started feeling all that pain and suffering, whatever, that all that pain leaving my body and my emotional body, my mental body was just leaving. I put two and two together. I thought, oh, bloody hell. When I was 14, there was so many people like that in my environment Mm -hmm. that at 14 I said, I don't get it I don't understand why people suffer I just don't get it now this is a kid that had been tortured her whole life abusive parents and siblings neglected you know, neglected I was actually in, in um, social foster services homes. foster homes cared for for extreme neglect extreme neglect in right? Chile in, no in, in England in England yes in England this is that same kid. I don't get it. Why people so? What is? I mean, why do they hold? I don't understand suffering. I want to understand suffering. Boom, right? That is their agreement because everything can only happen to you with your with your agreement. That was their agreement, and it was impossible for me to suffer. Left on my own devices because I was naturally high frequency, and it just didn't stick. Because for it to stick is unnatural. That you need to learn that. And the only way for me to be able to suffer, I a have a pain continuously happening twenty four seven for weeks or months or years, was for somebody to inflict it continuously, or others. So I was by myself. These people were not there. So my mom wasn't there. My spouse wasn't there. Right, and my siblings weren't there. And I was like. Oh my God! Really? Is this what's happening? What? So that was the first big click, right? Mm-hmm. So I got home and immediately the the stuff happened, started happening, the the constant attack and whatever. I was like, wow, that is really fascinating. So basically, that was the key moment when you saw what normal wasn't normal. Yes, exactly. When I saw that what for me was normal my entire life wasn't actually normal 
and similarly with the nature of darkness, when you see that darkness isn't actually a great tool for you to get advanced. And it's not normal for you. Not normal for you either. You could drop that. Yes, exactly. Drop that agreement even. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I guess that is, you know, the core of the thing. I mean, I want you to really study this whole article. Go to Substack. Yeah, Substack. It's in there. Just type in Ilya Benz in Substack and mm-hmm. it'll come up. Nature of Darkness. In duality. Updated edition. Yes, the updated edition. You can't miss it. Give it a read through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really talks to a lot of people who are done mm-hmm. with suffering and pain and seeing it inflicted in others, seeing it in yourself and all these type of things. Agreeing like, to keep it. Agreeing, agreeing to, to have it, it, agreeing to yeah. def- use it to define you, things but, like that. Yeah, to define you and also giving it a lot of value, validating it, and by validating it, keeping it. Yeah, I've know. noticed that too. People will use that to define their existence, mm-hmm. right? They have yeah. terrible this or that, and that's the thing that defines them, not the mm-hmm. million wonderful things. No. Those no. ones don't define you, it's right. just the terrible thing. Yes. But why? Yeah. Why, would they, why would we do that? Yeah. Now you it, know why. Yeah. Because without that, you cannot have a like that experience. It's impossible. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Is the yin yang thing a part of a prolonging the light dark? Yes, that's part of the false uh, teachings that um, are brought in to keep people by their own agreement in a light dark experience. And one of the ways to look at it to keep people in is also by their agreement. They want that yes so what we're talking about is when you don't want that yes and you're not going to trick yourself into wanting that right because you got to trick yourself into you wanting do. that you do that's part of being a light being entering into a light dark reality yeah you got to trick yourself yeah to want it yeah so when you're done tricking yourself wanting it then you can say uh maybe i don't want that anymore right. i got it yeah. that was you know <laughs> an experience to write home about yeah but uh, I'm not going to define myself with it anymore, mm-hmm. right? So we, and also, we're the, talking to a lot things. of individuals who came here to hold the light, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. knowing that they were going to forget who they were. They mm-hmm. land here, and all hell breaks loose, mm-hmm. and they haven't got a clue what's going on. They don't know what is happening. They don't know what's going on. The little call they answered didn't, um, you know, fill all the details yes. <laughs> of well, what happens when you forget everything. yes. I don't know. Yes. We'll find out. Okay, yes. well, we're finding out. Yes. And there'll be lots and lots, because you're such a bright light, mm-hmm. lots and lots of dark beings who are going to try and convince you of what is happening. It seems <laughs> not quite fair that they can remember somehow, right? They don't. They're just programmed They're just programmed on their dark. nature to do that? Yes. It's a, yes. <laughs> it's a crazy little thing. They little don't thing. remember. Absolutely not. <laughs> Plus, they can't see the light, so <laughs> they like, literally cannot see the light. If you do something kind for a dark being... They're they obviously will, to get, take advantage of them yes, somehow. You're, gonna, you're after something. Haven't I heard that before? Yes, you have. Like, why are you doing that? Yes, exactly. You, you must want something. I just can't right. figure out what it is you're doing. This yes. is a trick. I know it's, it's a trick. Yeah, exactly. What you is your trick? Doing? Yeah, I was like shocked. It's like... What? The trick. There's no trick. There's no Literally, trick. Literally, the reason I'm doing this is because I, I want wouldn't. everybody to have a great life and enjoy themselves. <laughs> exactly. No, that can't be right. There's... No. You clearly... Yeah, clearly, after something, you're clearly <laughs> evil and tricking people. You're just really good at it. Yeah, really good at it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Anyways. Yes. It's so remember that the nature of darkness in a light paradigm, there is no nature of darkness in a light paradigm. And there's no role for it. Just, man, start doing your work and get it off of your life. Right. Okay, got it. Looking forward to the second part of this podcast. Right, because I know Ilya and Adelina are going to read this article. Yes. Top to bottom, it's eight pages long, and they're going to take notes. Yes. And they're going to have little... Just so you know the nature of this podcast, right? We just skimmed this article. Yeah. And um, we're going to pause. And for us, it's like a day or so, maybe two. That gives Ilya and Adelina time to listen to this, uh-huh. review the article, uh-huh. make notes of what pops up for them, yeah. and then bring it to us so that we can like really unravel dive. it. Yes. So if you really want to unravel what's in here, you come back for the second hour. Yep. And it's not censored in any way. It's got a forum, yeah. a Telegram channel, all yes. I mean, all the, all the ways to engage with each other and like really get. Everything you can out of these articles yes, and the podcast, that's on the second hour. It also supports us. Yep. And you become a patron of the light. Yep. Which is a... Great. A great thing, I <laughs> Great <think>. thing. <laughs> All good. All good. So All right, come cool. check us out. See us at... All uh, good. Subscribe star. Yes. It'll be like... For you, it'll be like a day or two for us, but here you go. Wait, can you do any? My hand don't go there. It doesn't really. Oh, Is it working? Click, yeah. Let me try.